This podcast was first broadcast on 92.6 FM Radio Verulam. Go to radioverulam.com to find more Environment Matters podcasts and, if you enjoy what we do, to find out how you can support the station, which is run entirely by volunteers. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. Spring is bounding along and I don't know about you but I've really noticed the dawn chorus since the clocks have gone back and I'm I'm more likely to be awake at that time. Do you know I just love that haunting beautiful sound all provided by those courting songbirds. Now there are queen bumblebees feasting on the early flowers and of course as we heard last week on the show there's early butterflies like the lovely lemon yellow brimstone and it's not just the birds that have been mating the frogs have been mating too and ponds are full of frog spawn and tadpoles are hatching out. Now it's a glorious time of year with so much wildlife to see in parks and gardens and the countryside around St Albans. And spring can only mean one thing, that Wilder St Albans coordinator Heidi Carruthers of the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust is busier than ever with a feast of community-based wildlife projects. I caught up with Heidi and I started by asking her about a new project launched just this week, the Wildlife Garden Champions. Yes, so we have had uh, a bit of a focus on gardens uh, over the last couple of months. You know, the enormous potential that all of our gardens have to provide safe places um, for our wildlife, feeding opportunities and to help connect habitats across our urban landscape. Um, But I think the problem is that sometimes, you know, making our gardens better for wildlife is actually easier said than done. And there are many people who are a bit unsure of what to do or um, how to make the most of their their space space and the space that they have. So we are launching this week a really exciting new initiative called Wildlife Gardening Champions. And the concept is a collaboration between Wilder St Albans and Wilderhood Watch, which is our fantastic St Albans-based group. Um, and we have 15 volunteers from the Wilderhood Watch community that have all completed a course in wildlife gardening, as well as safeguarding and first aid training. And they're now ready to offer their support um, to help residents on improving their gardens for wildlife. So if you live near an existing Wilderhood Watch Street, you could have a champion come to your garden and give you a 45 minute consultation for free. And you'll be able to get sort of tailored advice as to how um, you can have the garden that you want while also making it um, a better place for wildlife. That sounds very exciting. Um, So what happens if I kind of quite like my garden looking quite pretty? and I'm not really into big patches of nettles. Will there still be room for improvement there? Yes, definitely. So without doubt, um, you know, we all believe uh, as gardening champions that you can certainly have the garden that you want while also making it attractive and beneficial to wildlife. So you do not have to have a wilderness. You do not have to have a nettle patch. You know, you do not have to just let things go. And there certainly is a compromise um, that can be made. And if you do like things, you know, looking a bit more neater, then that's absolutely fine. You know, there's still good advice that these volunteers can give. And what form will the advice take? Is it just a bit of a chat or will I get something, you know, something written so that I can go and act on that later? What, 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 what do I get? Yes, yeah, so uh, you'll get a pair of volunteers, actually. So two volunteers will come and visit you in your garden at an agreed time. Um, 
the length of time they'll be there is probably sort of 45 minutes to an hour asking you questions about you know the sort of things that are important to you um what you want from your space as well as what in particular are you trying to attract um and then the volunteers will go away and produce a sketch and an annotated sketch of your garden um, which will have all of the ideas that you've discussed during the consultation and then perhaps some additional ideas that they put down on the paper since um so yes you will have almost a plan of sorts um to to go away with and and work from Okay, that sounds fantastic. So if I'm interested in that, how do I find out a bit more about it? Yeah, so to see if you live in an eligible area for support, uh, then what you need to do is to visit the Wilderhood Watch website at www.wilderhoodwatch.org forward slash groups. And you'll be able to see all of the Wilderhood Watch streets listed there. So you're eligible if either you are on one of those streets already or if you live in one of the surrounding streets to any of those. Um, or alternatively, you can just email nadia at wilderhoodwatch.org dot org and uh, she will be able to get back to you and tell you whether you are you can have a free consultation okay and if i don't live on one of those streets could could our street become one of those streets yes absolutely yes so um so the way that wilderhood watch works is it's about coming together with your neighbours, working together to try and improve your streets for wildlife. So there's lots of different ways that you can do that, either focusing on hedgehogs initially, so making sure, you know, they've got passageway through your gardens, or perhaps focusing on pollinators, so making sure you're joining up some of the plants you've got in your garden. So if you're interested in doing that with your neighbours, then certainly there's all the information on the website there um, for you to see how you can get involved. Okay, well, there's lots to lots to do there then. Now, the um, the gardening champions—they've actually already been active on a garden, haven't they? Do you want to tell us what they've been up to? Yeah, sure. So actually, as part of their training, the volunteers have been working together to create a wildlife garden right in the centre of St Albans. And this is taking place actually at the back of the George Street Canteen on George Street in town. Uh, So there is still lots of work to be done over the next couple of months, but actually the garden will be officially launched as part of um, Susfest. So on Sunday, the 29th of May, there will be an official launch. And it will be a real showcase space with lots of um, inspiring ideas for all gardens and a place where you can go and visit and kind of see what different elements perhaps you could bring into your own gardens. Sounds fantastic and just to illustrate how hard the wildlife champions have worked on this what what did this space start out like Heidi? Oh my goodness, it was an absolutely impenetrable space. It was completely um, grown up with brambles and nettles, tons of dead wood in there. Um, so, and it's it's a really, it is a really large space as well, probably about 17 metres by 11, something like that. Um, and so it has been a, a labour of love over the last few months. You know, we've taken somewhere that we couldn't even walk into uh, and now it's completely opened up and we're working on sort of you know different elements each month as we come together as a group so um, yes it will be a huge transformation. It certainly sounds like it and can you just tell us about a couple of the features that you're putting into that garden? Yeah sure so um, we've just finished off a lovely big pond actually only just today Um, so that's looking great quite a large pond of different levels Um, so we'll be planting that up next time we visit the garden Um, complementing it with some deadwood areas in and around which is really good for amphibians if you're trying to attract those into your pond Um, and 
there are actually going to be some beehives placed at the back. The George Street Canteen have historically had a hive or two in that space, um, but that's going to increase to four. So um, in order to separate those hives safely from, you know, where the public will access the wildlife garden, we've been creating a dead hedge as well. So not only is it a sort of an attractive feature to separate certain areas, dead hedges are also great for things like small mammals and and beetles and hedgehogs and, and so on. So, um, yeah, they're just a couple of the features that are in there already. Sounds brilliant. Sounds like it should be a lovely space for people and also some nice features that we can think about incorporating in our own gardens as well. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And we will be um, sort of finishing off the garden with a bit of signage in and around sort of describing what each of the features are and how you can go about making your own. Right. Fantastic. Excellent. So we've just come to the end of the tree planting season, but it certainly didn't just fade away, did it? It really ended with a bang. Lots of tree and hedge planting going on around the district. Can you just tell us a little bit about what was done? Yeah, so there was this huge flurry, I think, towards the end of the tree planting season. Um, So over 3,000 trees have actually been planted over the last few weeks. Um, And all of this, the vast majority of this has actually been hedgerow. So we now have uh, 500 metres more hedgerow in our district than we did a couple of weeks ago, which is just brilliant. Uh, this was all possible with the help of probably about few hun- a few hundred district scouts. So a big thank you to them for all of their help and support. Around 1,600 trees were planted in Westfield Road Cemetery in Harpenden. I think 750 in Everlasting Lane open space in St Albans. And around 700 were planted to fill gaps along an existing hedgerow in No Man's Land Common. So a busy, busy oh, time. Okay. It certainly sounds like it. And what kind of trees are these? So they've been a complete mix, really. Lovely hedgerow, native hedgerow species. So we've put in some rowan, some hazel, some hawthorn, some spindle. Um, I think these are even dotted with a few oaks and things like that. So a really lovely variety, you know, that basically extends the flowering season, the the season of interest for pollinators, um, but also produces different types of, of berries and fruits as well. So, you know, really a nice range for local wildlife. So young people aren't just getting involved via the scouts, but you're also going into schools and getting them involved there. Do you want to tell us what you've been up to in schools? Yeah, sure. So we have um, we have our wonderful Wilder Schools Network that is established now. We've met on three different occasions and this is where we come together teachers from different schools, either they're outdoor learning officers or science leads. They come together and share ideas and best practice around um, improving grounds for wildlife, but also then linking that to outdoor learning. So I've been working with lots of different schools and supporting them, enabling them to do more where they are. There's been a wonderful initiative lately in Harpenden, which I'd love to tell you about, St Dominic's Catholic Primary School. They've recently got together a team of parent volunteers who have turf stripped a lovely south facing bank, which is roughly about 100 metres squared. And they have bordered it with a substantial dead hedge that they've created and have seeded the stripped area with a mix of annual and perennial wildflowers. So this area is actually going to become their mindfulness meadow. So it's a space where where the idea is it's a space where pupils can always come to reflect, to calm and be distracted by nature, which I think is a really wonderful concept and not something that I've come across before. So, um, so yes, yeah, so lots and lots of lovely different initiatives going on. 
That sounds absolutely fantastic, doesn't it? I think that, uh, as you say, that would be lovely for wildlife, but what a lovely thing to have at your school for you to go and enjoy as well. Really, really lovely idea. So, Heidi, just thinking, you've been in your role at Wild St. Albans for just about a year now. Are you pleased with how things have gone in the first year? I really am. I mean, I think I've been, I have been blown away by the number of um, really passionate people that we have across our district who are just wanting to do more for wildlife. So it's, it's been incredibly um, inspiring and busy 12 months and there is a lot more work to do. But I think certainly there are, um, you know, many, many energised and motivated people out there already doing work and those people in turn are also inspiring many other people to do stuff as well. So, um, so yes, I just think it's, I think it's brilliant and more of the same, please. The things that people are doing is re- are really causing a ripple effect that, you know, you just can't underestimate. So, yeah, really pleased. I think you're right there. And is there anything in particular that you're looking forward to in the next year? There there are a number of different projects in the pipeline that I'm really, really excited about. They're very much all in the development phase. So it's just seeing whether some of those, you know, can really make some of those come you know into fruition just to give you an example you know there's a project I'm working on at the moment with St Albans Bid and again Wilderhood Watch to um to try and install at least 30 swift boxes in and around our city centre to really improve the nesting opportunities that we have for swifts so I think that's going to be really really exciting and then monitoring those boxes going forwards because you know swifts really are a priority species as far as we're concerned um at the trust There are also a couple of really large scale butterfly banks that we are trying to build. And at the moment, we are in discussions with the landowners um, to see whether we can get those the right permissions in place. But certainly if we can do that, then that will be something really exciting to um, talk about over the next six months. Heidi, I look forward so much to hearing about those. The idea of having swifts in the town centre and then, I mean, who can have too many butterflies? That just sounds awesome. Heidi, thank you so much for telling us all about the wonderful projects going on at the moment. Thanks very much. I was talking there to Wilder St Albans coordinator Heidi Carruthers of the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust. So a reminder that if you'd like to ask about a pair of wildlife gardening champions coming and giving you some free advice on how to make your garden better for wildlife, head to the wildestsaintalbans.org website. And the wildlife gardening champions say that their service is already proving popular with plenty of people already coming forward and asking for visits. But even if you don't have a garden, there's still plenty that you can do for wildlife. Bird boxes can be fitted to walls, perhaps perhaps a swift box like those that Heidi is hoping to install in the town centre. Bug hotels can be as simple as a handful of six-inch cane sticks crammed into an old can and perhaps tied to a fence. And even a relatively small container can be planted with pollinator-friendly flowers. And if your neighbours join in too, well... Everyone's a small feature, but each can become part of a valuable wildlife corridor. And even if you have no space outside, you can still contribute to valuable wildlife sightings to all sorts of citizen science monitoring, like the important work done by counting butterflies that we heard about last week. And if you miss the show, then head to the podcast page of RadioVerulam.com where you'll find it along with other great podcasts. 
everyone can enjoy spring at one of the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust nature reserves. And they've got a whole series of spring events coming up over at Panshanger Park near Hartford. Now the events are free with family-friendly information and activities and they're drop-in so you don't even need to book. Check out the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust website for more details. And a quick plea from listener Corin, who emailed Amanda at RadioVerulam.com to say, could you take a moment to object to the building of 45 houses on Greenbelt farmland in Colney Heath, please? Corin says that the land in question is the best and most versatile farmland and as such is important for food security. She says that the Greenbelt's purpose is to safeguard the countryside from encroachment and that this application really does encroach on it. And that the new homes will not be served by public transport or accessible walking or cycling routes. And so the new residents will need cars, thus increasing pollution and disturbance. You'll find all the planning documents and you can give your comments on the planning pages of stalbans.gov.uk and the planning reference number is 5 slash 2022 slash 0599. That's 5 slash 2022 slash 0599. You've got until the 16th of April to submit your comments. I'll be back at the same time next week, but until then, thank you for listening.